Hi, hi, hi. It's time to do the math grind today. Welcome to After Class Podcast with Ms. Donovan, our week 12 geometry overview. Woo woo! We're getting back to a little bit of a more normal setup um, to what we have been doing. So we're going to go back to doing like our days. So we're going to go over what we did on Tuesday when we tried to, you know, do it on Monday, but we had some tech issues. Um, and then we're going to go through what we did on Wednesday as well as the choice board and the quiz so that you'll have your assessment overview. So after saying that, let's get into our topics. So our mathematician of the week, let's start with that. Our mathematician of the week this week was Omar Cayenne. He was um, alive around, <laughs> it says he was born May 18, 1048 and died December 4th, 1131 in Persia. But again, remember when you're kind of alive around that time, it's really more of a guesstimate than like an actual, um, an actual date of birth and date of death. He is from um, Nishabur which is in northeastern Iran. And he's known as one of the greatest Islamic mathematicians. And one thing about Omar Khayyam is if you go into mathematics, um, some form of it, you are definitely going to learn about him and his findings. So he worked in general with geometry. He developed an alternate to Euclid's parallel postulate, and he did a lot more with higher mathematics. He is, the po he is possibly the first person to develop Pascal's triangle. And over in the Middle East, the area where Persia was, um, it's called the uh, Khayyam Triangle. He discovered, discovered a binomial theorem, which again was named after him because he discovered it. And then he also has some really notable things that he discovered as an astronomer. So he uh, discovered, he was the first person really to measure the year accurately. It wasn't per se as accurate as it is today, but it was more accurate than ever before. He ended up improving the Persian calendar because of it. He built a very famous star map. And also he was one of the first to believe that Earth rotated on an axis, which is really impressive because again, at the time this is like flat Earth or like, you know, the like, what is it? The, where the Earth was in the center of the universe and everything else revolved around it, stuff like that. So again, really impressive. Our mathematician of the week was Omar Khayyam. And let's get into our assessment review. Club going up. Okay, so let's look at our 13-1. Our targets for today where I can prove theorems about angle measures and triangles, and I can apply theorems about angle measures and triangles. So we were really focusing again on major theorems um, over our triangles. So it was 13-1. We started with some book notes, but again, kind of like what happened is well, if you were in fourth hour, you ended up watching first hour's video because we had a little bit of some tech issues there with the Zoom. Uh, but again, the notes shouldn't have been too um, hard because it was mostly things that you kind of should have already knew. So when we started off, we kind of skipped a bit and we basically went to the triangle sum theorem. The triangle sum theorem is the theorem that says the sum of the measure measures of all of a all of the angles of a triangle um, is equal to 180 degrees. From there, we went and we started off with an example where we were given a triangle that had like, instead of like exact numbers for angle measures, it was like 2x, 6x plus 8, and 100 minus 3x. So we added all those things together, um, set it up equal to 180, and then solved for x. So being able to use the triangle sum theorem there is really important because Again, you add all of those angle measures together, and then in the end, you should be able to figure out that once you add them together, it's equal to 180 degrees. We talked about how the triangle sum theorem can also prove that the measures of an angle in an equilateral triangle, so remember all angles and sides are congruent, is 60 degrees because if 
Uh, the measure has to add up to 180. If you divide that by three, it is 60. So 60 plus 60 plus 60 is 180. So we mostly just did examples really. And we started talking about um, also definitions of a triangle, talking about interior angles, exterior angles, and remote interior angles. So an interior angle of a triangle is formed by the two, by the two sides of a triangle. So it's again, the inside angle of a triangle. Those three inside angles, those are all interior angles. The exterior angle of a triangle is formed by one side of a triangle and the extension of an adjacent side. So like there's a line that continues out past the triangle, the angle outside. Then we had remote interior angles, which are the two, um, which are the two angles inside our triangle that are not adjacent to the given exterior angle. So if there's an exterior angle, it's the angle not, it's those angles not attached to that exterior angle. So from there we labeled it. We wanted, we labeled the triangle, figuring out what the interior angles were, exterior angles were, and the remote interior angles. And from there we really talked about, um, the exterior angle theorem, which says the measure of an exterior angle of a triangle is equal to the sum of the measures of the two remote interior angles. So if you have an exterior angle, the sum of the two angles that are not attached to it is going to be equal to that exterior angle. So using that, we should be able to find a bunch of angle measures. So from there, we use those two theorems, the exterior angle theorem and the triangle sum theorem to be able to solve for missing sections, missing parts, missing angles here. So remember when you have an exterior angle, it is a linear pair to the um, interior angle that it is with. So it is a supplementary angle that is adjacent to one interior angle. So that means the interior angle that's attached to the exterior angle, when you add them up, they equal to 180. Um, you can also use the remote interior angle theorem to figure out what certain parts of, um, what certain angles are in the triangle. So really a lot of what we did is we were solving for X. We did a lot of it. Um, making sure that we knew our theorems and knew how to use it. So again, those two theorems, the alter are the exterior, the remote interior angle theorem um, and the triangle sum theorem are really the two important keys that we talked about with 13-1. If you are able to use those two theorems um, and get a lot of answers and figure out angle measures, you're going to be golden with the section for 13-1. So let's go on to 13-2. Okay, so going into what we did on Wednesday for Wednesday, we focused on 13-2. The targets for 13-2 were I can develop theorems about isosceles triangles and prove theorems about isosceles triangles. So remember, when you think about isosceles triangles, you have two congruent sides. Think of two eyes. Isosceles, two eyes, two congruent sides. So an isosceles triangle is a triangle with at least two congruent sides. But if you have three congruent sides, usually we call it equilateral. When you're labeling an isosceles triangle, um, there are two legs. The two congruent sides are the two legs. The other side that is not congruent is the base. The vertex angle is the included angle of the two legs. So where the two legs meet, that is the vertex angle. The other two angles where the legs meet with the base are called the base angle. Remember, the base angles are going to be congruent. How do we know they're congruent? Well, that's through the tri isosceles triangle theorem. The isosceles triangle theorem states if a triangle is isosceles, then the base angles are congruent. So again, um, if a triangle is isosceles, then the base angles are congruent. So that is the isosceles triangle theorem, and that's going to help us be able to solve for the side lengths as well as the angle measures for our isosceles triangle. We then use those triangle, uh, that theorem, uh, where we know those two base angles are congruent 
if we have the measure of the vertex angle, we know that the two base angles will be the same. So if we add the two base angles and the measure of the vertex angle, all we need to do is subtract the vertex angle from 180 from the triangle sum theorem from 13-1, and then divide whatever that number is by two, and we get what the measure of those base angles are. So again, being able to use what you know and apply it's gonna be really super important here. If we're given the measure of one of the base angles, we know the other base angle is congruent to that. So we now know the measure of two angles. If we add those two angles together and subtract whatever that number is from 180, we then have the measure of the vertex angle. So being able to use what you know is really important again. If we're given a triangle and it has two congruent sides, we then know it's isosceles because of via the, uh, via the definition of isosceles triangle. Um, then if we're given like the two sides and we're given angle measures, we can figure out which two are the base angles. Again, if you know what the base angles are, they are congruent, so they're the same exact measure. So you can add those two things up plus the vertex angle and solve. Uh, and if it equals 180, then it is correct. Those are the measures. If you're given X, um, X values instead of actual values, add all three of those angles together, set it up equal to 180, and then solve for X. Remember, if the question is asking you to solve for X, that's all you have to do. If it's asking you for specific angle measures or side lengths, you have to plug in what you get for X for um, to get the lengths of the sides. If you're asked to find the lengths of the sides, you set up the two sides that are congruent and solve for X. Because remember, if they're two congruent, that means they're exactly the same. So that means they equal each other. Once you set those sides up together, you would get you would be able to figure out what X is. Once you figure out what X is, you can go ahead and plug X in and figure out what the lengths of the sides are. So again, remember to make sure you know what you're trying to find. Are you trying to find the angle measures? Are you trying to find the side measures? Are you trying to find the length of a side? Or are you trying to find what X is? So again, it's going to be really, really important that you know what you are specifically trying to find. Um, again, we did a lot of practice where we had X values instead of actual values. Um, you just, again, need to be able to use your isosceles triangle theorem, um, the definition of isosceles, and what you know to be able to solve for angle measures as well as side measures. You're probably going to use the triangle sum theorem a lot from yesterday, so or from 13-1, so it's super, super important you know how to work that. And that is it for our 13-2 overview. Let's get into tomorrow. Let's get into Thursday. Okay, just remember Thursday. Thursday. Can you remember Thursday? <laughs> yeah, so Tuesday? <laughs> Thursday. Look, if you need help remembering, just think of it like this. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, okay? So on Thursday, really not that much. All you had to do was a, re a review choice board. So again, your review choice board is worth five points. You can get up to five extra credit points with those, but you have to turn in the choice board on time for the extra credit points to count. So again, if you are, um, if you used your uh, time with your choice board to go ahead and catch up on what you're missing, as well as deepen your understanding of 13.1 and 13.2, let's move on to our assessment overview. go with the section I know you're all waiting for the assessment overview. I have the assessment right in front of me and I'm going to go over it. On our assessment we have about five sections. Um, two sections which you can skip if you like your grades 10-1 and 10-2 um, and the rest of the sections you have to do so there are three sections you must complete. 10-1 our first section um, again I can find the image of a figure under a composition of rigid motions and I can find the pre-image of a figure under a composition of rigid motions. 
Um, so there's one question, it's multiple choice. It's asking you which uh, represents the transformation that moves um, a certain distance left or right and a certain distance up or down. Um, all you need to do is circle the correct one. The second one, 10-2, uh, I can determine whether a given figures are congruent and specify a sequence of rigid motions that will carry the given figure of a congruent figure. So really we're not, uh, we're focusing more on compositions there. So you're gonna be asked to do a composition of uh, functions. So you're asked to reflect over the X axis and then translate there. Those two sections you can skip though. Then we get into 11.1 .1, uh, through 11.4. You cannot skip this section. There are two questions. The first question um, gives you two triangles. It wants to know what triangle congruence criterion you can use to show the triangles are congruent. So remember you had side, 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 uh, side, angle, side, angle, side, angle, 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 side, and hypotenuse leg. So um, if it's not a right triangle, you can't use hypotenuse leg. Uh, you might have to use vertex angles. Again, use what you know or other angles like that um, to be able to solve it. Second one is a proof. So you're given all the statements. You need to give the reasons. Um, here in this proof, you're solving to see that two lengths, um, two side lengths are congruent. So you're going to first need to prove that the triangle is congruent and then use CPCTC. So the fourth thing should be the triangle congruence theorem you're going to use. So either side, 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 angle, side, angle, side, angle, one of those, you know, the last thing is going to be congruent parts of, or corresponding parts of congruent triangles are congruent, so CP, CTC. 13-1 is our new section. You have one question. It's multiple choice. It's find X. You're given a triangle. Um, you need to use your um, exterior, air, remote interior angle, your exterior angle theorem to be able to solve for X. Next here, 13-2, um, one question. It's multiple choice. Uh, you're given an isosceles triangle. You're told that the base angles are equal. You need to figure out what the measure of the vertex angle is. So you're given one of the base angles, or technically it says each of the base angles is equal to this. And then you need to use your triangle sum theorem to figure out the measure of the vertex angle. So that is all for assessment number 12. It shouldn't take you too long. But again, really, it's going to just be helpful if you know the definitions. And um, again, if you do your optional assessment uh, review. Okay, so that is it for our week 12 overview for geometry after class, the podcast. We went over 13.1, 13.2, the choice board, and then we had our assessment review. Remember, if you have any questions, come to my office hours and make sure you get your homework turned in as well as your choice board turned in. Other than that, looks like I'll see you in class. <laughs>